every fetter, every chain, everything that is trying to enslave your mind, enslave your thoughts, spirits of loneliness, spirits of discouragement will leave right now. Spirits, so oh God, of, of, of just bringing you down right now. God is the glory and the lifter of your head. And so arise, shine, son and daughter of God. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen up, up on you in your home, in your family, at your workplace, at your school, at your university. God is rising, raising up, is raising up, is raising up. Oh, just powerful. Some of you have been going through a period of of dryness in your spiritual life. You've been struggling to pray. You've been struggling to read your, your Bible. You've been struggling to spend time in God's presence. But I declare today that the famine is over. We declare, may the rain of His presence, may the Spirit of the Lord just enter your home, enter the room where you are right now. Right now, speaking life, bringing hope, bringing peace, bringing strength, bringing grace. Oh, God is just beginning to deposit over your life right now a fresh anointing, a fresh anointing, a fresh grace, an, an anointing to break through in Jesus' name. I see the fallow ground. I see the dry ground being broken up. I see wells beginning to spring again, hope beginning to spring again, joy beginning to spring again, an ability to live and, 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 and just to begin to move forward. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Lord bless your people today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. I pray today that you are washed by the blood of Jesus. You are cleansed. You are not living a life of condemnation, but you're living a life of life, victory in God's presence. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Well, greetings to all of you in the mighty name of Jesus. We are so blessed that you would join us and take the opportunity just to engage with us through uh, the teaching of God's word and through this Bible study. We, I'm still continuing on the series of Warriors Arise. Tonight we're dealing with the characteristics of the warrior. I want to share with you why this is so important. In, um, in mid-December, uh, when uh, many of our lives were, were affected by the pandemic and, and many homes were affected and many people were affected and I myself was affected and our household um, I, I was waiting upon the Lord and I was reading the word and, and I was trying to find uh, even, you know, in the place where like when, when, when David was at Ziglag, the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. And as I started to read, it was during this time that the Lord gave me the series of Unleash the Warrior Within You. And um, as I read it and as I studied I studied different characters in the Bible uh, that spoke to me because in that moment I realized that the only way I'm going to overcome this experience in my life is beginning to get the word on the inside of me. I've realized and this is my encouragement to all of you 
that we cannot share something. I'm not sharing something with you that didn't work for me. Because even in the, in the moments when, I, when, when the enemy was attacking my body physically, my mind, spiritually, and my mind as well, I realized one thing, that I could only do warfare with the word. I was reminded of the account of Jesus after he was baptized, taken into the wilderness. And the Bible says he was tempted of the devil. And when he was tempted of the devil, he says, it is written. And I realized that I had to fill myself with the word. And so that when the series came, it was over a few, three, two or three days that I kept pondering upon this. And there were various characters of the scriptures that came out, different words that came out in terms of the warrior. And this is why I speak to you today, especially in the times that we are living in. Uh, it's so easy to get uh, overwhelmed by what is happening around us. And not only the pandemic, but also the economic crisis, the, 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 the corruption in, 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 that, that surrounds us in, in the political sphere and even in the, even in, in the business sphere. And, and we also get so overwhelmed by, by life because we need to understand in the midst of all of what the world is facing, the greatest crisis, life is still happening. And we're still finding that there are many that have buckled under pressure. We see an increase of crime. We see an increase of, of, of challenges within the home, broken relationships. We see increase of the attack of the enemy, even in the family. And so I pray today that we would not, we would not sleep on our post. As parents, I speak to you today, take a keen interest. I know many of you have spent more time with your children in the last year than you have spent in years before. And you've noticed certain things, you've seen certain things, and I want to encourage you that may the Lord give you the grace and the strategy to begin to speak even into the lives of your children. I want us to understand that don't neglect this. In this hour when our children are not at school and their academic years are being twisted around and it's not consistent and there's so much uncertainty, um, may the home be the stabilizing factor. Amen. I, I want you to understand our children have so many access to social media, to, to internet resources, to, to other voices. And we need to learn how to be the voice of the Lord to them. So I want you to become active. I want you to become deliberate. The greatest place, the get, greatest battlefield that most of us face is in our homes and in our families. Don't be afraid to have the difficult conversations and the difficult talks and to deal with the difficult issues. Don't neglect it because I, I want you to understand being a warrior is not only about is fighting spiritual things. The Bible says this, you know, a warfare is not against flesh and blood but against principalities. And I want you to understand one of the greatest areas or the territory that the enemy is attacking is homes and families. And I want to encourage you, even in your marriage, don't neglect certain things. Uh, begin to spend time, have, have conversations, talk about what is happening, talk about how you are engaging and how you're experiencing things. For people that are young married couples, don't neglect uh, yourselves, don't neglect your home, don't neglect your family. I wanna to speak to the men today. Don't, don't just get to the place where we're so tired and sometimes overworked trying to, to make ends meet and to trying to make many things, but build strong homes. Because even in tough times, 
strong family support systems can help us to overcome. So I want to speak to us about uh, characteristics of the warrior tonight. And one of the first characteristics, man, maybe we should start there, is that the warrior must win the battle at home. Amen. So our first characteristic is that we are family people. That means we are concerned about our homes and how our homes are being lived, uh, how and, and we're taking care of our family. We're taking care of the, the that which God has entrust, entrusted to us. God has created the church. He has created the family of God, but he's also created the home and marriage. And marriage is a symbol of the, 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 the local family and the nuclear family. So focus on that. In the, mo in the time when many of our relationships have been cut off because of lockdowns and restrictions with our extended family, we need to start forging relationships again. Now, this is the one difficult thing because coming out of this, the post the post uh, uh, pandemic post covid ch church and family has many challenges and one of it is that we've been isolated from each other for so long it's going to pre present some challenges even as families and and social systems start to take some normalcy it's, there's going to be some challenges so be aware of it be aware of how we engage and how we go on let's let's just look at one of the, the first characteristics that I want to deal with in, in, uh, in talking about the characteristic of a warrior. Let's go to Luke chapter 9, verse 51, a very unique portion of scripture. But I want to talk about uh, faith warriors should be full of God's compassion and mercy. Thomas feels strange to use the language and the it seems almost paradoxical or ironic to say warrior and then talk about mercy and compassion almost in the same vein but i want you to understand kingdom warriors exercise compassion and mercy now in 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 luke chapter 9 we know that jesus is at the stage where he's he's preparing to go to jerusalem which will be almost his final last stop before he would endure the cross and the, uh, and the persecution that will come with that. And uh, Jesus is sharing many nuggets and many thoughts with his disciples, talking to them about what the cost is of following him and, and, and telling them uh, that, uh, that how we, they should follow him. And, and then he also faces in, 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 in verse 51, uh, opposition from a city or a Samaritan town, a village that he chose to want to go into. And this is where we are, are at this evening. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. And he sent messengers on ahead and who went into the Samaritan village to get, him thing, to get things ready for him. But the people there did not welcome him because he, because he was heading for Jerusalem. And when the disciples, James and John, saw this, they asked and said, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. And then he said to his disciples, 
he said to his disciples, sorry, then he and his disciples went into another city. I want to, to talk to you today about the characteristic that it was within the disciples, James and John, when they saw the people rejecting Jesus, they, 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 there was almost a, 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 a spirit that came upon them uh, where they wanted to call fire from heaven. And that's what they asked Jesus. says, why don't you call fire from, them, from heaven because they're rejecting you. It could have been that they were just so passionate and they, and they understood the value of what Jesus was bringing and yet these people would reject him that uh, prompted this response within James and John. But Jesus turned to them and he rebuked them. And in that rebuke, he suggests compassion and mercy, even in the face of rejection. Now, I want to challenge you today, even as a warrior, to choose the battles and choose the strategy for the battle. That means... When Jesus was facing the rejection of a community, he chose not to openly expose himself into that community, but he says, let me go through to another village. Jesus has often shared this in the scriptures, even when he sent the disciples out two by two. And he says, whoever receives you, go in, share the word, bless them, pronounce a blessing over them. But whoever rejects you, dust your feet on the mat, and leave and it was almost a place of, of saying that we, we will have nothing to do with them Jesus showed us a way of responding even as a warrior that not necessarily every rejection every opposition should cause an engaging in a battle and I do not know about you and I but sometimes I've got into battles that I shouldn't have Times where I should have responded with compassion and mercy. Times where I should have just dusted my feet and walked away. I chose to engage in a conversation. Now this is a truth for somebody that is listening today. Every, every challenge, every opposition does not require a response. Hear me? Jesus did not respond to the, the nation, to that village that rejected him. He didn't come to them and say, don't you know that this is my last journey through your village? A last opportunity to engage with the Messiah. A last opportunity for him to pronounce a blessing. He, 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 did, he didn't get, he didn't have a holy anger. But he understood that in their rejection, they weren't just rejecting him. But they were rejecting the one that sent him and they were rejecting grace from being imparted in their lives. I want you to understand today as a child of God that even there are some people that you would go out and you would share. There are some people that you would, you would have a great passion for and yet they're not ready to receive that grace that God has placed on your heart. Don't be moved by it. Just continue and move on. If Jesus had to fight every battle and engage with everyone that opposed him, he would have no time to do ministry. Some of us are so, so much involved, there's only battles upon battles. Whether it's battles at the workplace, whether it's battles 
with, with, with communities, where there's battles with family, where there's battles with loved ones, where there's battles even in the church. Everything becomes a battle for you. You're approaching everything from the vantage point of just wanting to rip up and tear up and you're finding destruction all around you. But I want you to understand, stand back. One of the characteristics of a warrior is love. The second one is compassion. The third one is mercy. Now you may be saying, but these are not traditional weapons. These are not traditional characteristics that one has. I want you to understand that throughout the scriptures, everyone that engaged in a battle was not always ready for the battle when they first started. If you go and you, and, and, and you look in the life of Gideon, when God encounters Gideon, he is facing uh, the, the Midianites and he's, uh, he's, oh, they, 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 he's in hiding. At that stage, he's not a, a leader or the commander-in-chief over the army of Israel. But God meets him at the threshing floor. And at the threshing floor, he is, he, he, he is busy grinding wheat in hiding. And God says to him, you mighty man of valor. God saw something in him when he saw nothing in himself. I want you to understand, all of us doesn't start out as valiant warriors with a whole track history and a whole repertoire or, or, or resume of, of evidence of battles that you have won. Gideon at the stage won no battle. Gideon, when God meets him, he's a broken man. He is a man with poor self-esteem. He, he, he lacks everything that is needed in a leader. He's not God, God is not just calling him to engage in battle on his own. God is calling him to lead the armies of Israel. But he's in a place where he has very little to offer. And all God does is speak the word. Pulls out that which was on the inside of him. Inside of each one of you is a mighty warrior. Some of you are starting off and you're saying, but pastor... I haven't really engaged in battles, and the battles that I've engaged in, I've ran away from. Like Gideon, he comes and he says, uh, he says, my family is the lowest in the tribes of Israel. In the, our tribe, our family is the lowest of them, and in my family, I'm the lowest in my family. He comes back and he says, there's no evidence that I'm the correct one, but yet God begins to find the foolish things to confound the wise. God finds the despised things. They said the stone which the, 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 the master builder or the builder has rejected became the chief cornerstone, which was Christ. And we need to understand that God has got a way of using the despised things, using the things that are, seem in, insignificant, feels like they don't have anything to offer. God uses it and, and God, uses, uh, God uses Gideon. Gideon later gets a strategy from the Lord. I want you to understand this. This is the secret. You may have not got the resume of having victories, but you got a strategy from the Lord. And a strategy from the Lord is better than any testimony of a past victory. He comes into Israel in a moment. There must be some anointing that came upon Gideon that caused the rest of the army to align with Gideon and what, what the mandate that God gave him. Because whenever God gives you a mandate, he prepares the hearts of the people
for the message that he has placed on the inside of you. Some of you may be feeling, I don't have much to offer. How do I go about, how do I go about sharing this word, this truth with, with other people? And I'm saying to you, God has already equipped you. He's already prepared the people for the message that he has given to you. Any, if you go and ask any man or woman of God, any preacher of the gospel of Christ, whether they feel that they know everything enough to be able to share with the people, many times you deal with your own inadequacies, you deal with your own failings, you deal with your own inabilities to, to conversate and to, to share the message. But as you begin to stand and you, and you trust God, as you walk faithfully in his word, God begins to give you the grace because not only does he prepare you, but he prepares those that he's sending you to. That's why Jesus says, these that you have given me, I say to you now, glorify yourself in them. Jesus understood those that were given to him. I want you to know that there is an audience that God has prepared for you to minister to and to deposit into. All of us have an audience that we, that we would speak into their lives. And, and so understand this, that whether it is a local church, whether it is your local family, whether it's people at the marketplace, at the workplace, at your school, your university, God has placed grace in you. And so like Gideon, who felt he was inadequate, low self-esteem, God uses him. But all God does is give him a strategy. And the strategy was how to overcome the Midianites. And I want you to understand, God has to call an unconventional vessel to fulfill an unconventional assignment. Amen. So there was, a, there was an assignment that not a trained military person, a trained soldier would not be able to follow that strategy. So God had to call somebody that was outside that, that ambit to be able to speak that. So, so we see in the life of him, uh, 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 of uh, even Gideon, how God will begin to pull out of them a, a grace. We see out of the life of, of Jehoshaphat, he's, in, he's engaged in, in a battle and God gives him the strategy of send the worshippers before. And that's how I will give you the victory. I want you to understand characteristics of, uh, of a soldier or of a warrior is obedience. Obedience is a powerful characteristic. You have to understand in, in being a warrior, you have to understand your identity. So we spoke about love. We spoke about compassion. We spoke about mercy. We spoke about obedience. But we also speak about a warrior must have identity. You can't engage in a battle without knowing who you are. Because one of the things that someone, I shared this a few weeks ago, that a storm reveals your character so also does a battle. And when you are facing a difficult experience in your life, it will really tell you about yourself. How do you handle difficult times? See, a lot of us like to enjoy, we enjoy when people tell us good things about us, uh, ourselves, people encourage us, people build us up. Those are not testing of your character. But when you come into places where you are not received, well received, and you come into places of conflict and, and there's an engaging. You get to know who you are. You get to know what, is, what, what you are made up of. You, you get to know your real, 
uh, you know, the, 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 in the street, they talk about your, your real metal, you know, what you're made up of. Whether, you, whether you're going to just crumble under the pressure or you're going to be able to fight. There are moments in the battle when, when a soldier has to lie in wait, sitting for, for, for times. So you've got to be comfortable with doing nothing. You also have to be comfortable in the times when you're engaging in a battle and there's no rest. There's no lunch break and there's no tea break. When you're, in, when you're a soldier in a battle, you can't say, no, it's 10 o'clock now, we're going to break for tea. And, and it's up as 12 now, I need my half an hour lunch break. The battle continues. It's persistent. It requires perseverance. It requires you to be engaging. So another characteristic of, some, of a warrior is having a spirit of pers uh, perseverance. That means I, I've watched a lot of movies and, and followed, you know, when you talk about sharpshooters and, and snipers, uh, how, they would, how they would take days to get to a, a certain point and how they would lay in wait till they're able to take the, what is called their kill shot. And it takes them hours and they have to learn. They don't carry much food and they, they just live off the land and they, uh, they, they, they have to learn how to use the, the facilities of nature and learn how to, to, to lay in wait, no opportunity for sleeping, how to stay awake for days on end learn how to, uh, to hike on days on end, to push their bodies beyond limits. I want you to understand as a, a characteristic of a warrior is that you have to be persevering. Now, the life of a soldier is not only battle. There's moments of training. There's moments of equipping. A soldier is not only a soldier, but they also have families. They also have homes. They also have lives outside outside that battlefield. And learning how to manage all of that is a very important part. So the next characteristic is learning how to live your life in balance. Learning how to balance the different roles in your life. See, the challenge that many of us face is that we're unable to, to, to move between the different uh, hats and the different roles that we play. Some of us play the role of husband and father and we play the, the role of, of son and, and brother to somebody, but we also play the role in our workplace, whatever the field that you are in, whatever the title that you hold at your workplace or the occupational uh, responsibility. You hold a certain responsibility, but if one becomes a predominant and you're unable to shift from the fact of being uh, a manager at your workplace and being a father at your home, you'll bring those characteristics and they'll almost get to the place where they will clash because in your home you're not the manager, you're the father. And it requires a lot more. So the soldier has to learn how to leave the battlefield in the battlefield and not bring the battlefield home. Because in the, when the soldier brings the battlefield home, you have what they call PSD, uh, PTSD. PTSD. And this is where they bring in all the stresses and all the disorders that, 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 that of what they've been exposed to. The, the anguish that has been created by, uh, by, the, by the war uh, uh, and, and they bring all of that back home. And I want you to understand today that learn how to begin to bring everything in balance. A warrior needs to know how to bring everything in balance. David knew how when, when he was uh, fighting in the fields and fighting Goliath, how to engage with the Goliath, how to speak the word, I come to you in the name of the Lord. And then he learned how to come 
and in the after the battle at Ziglag, when they come back and and the, the, the homes are, the families are taken, the homes are destroyed, how to put on the effort and come before God in prayer. We have to learn how to, to make the shifts in, in life. Learn how to, when he's bringing back the ark, how to dance before the ark. How to bring the same, the same man that was a great warrior, feared by and revered by all of his enemies, would learn how to dance before the Lord and bring back the ark of the Lord. Learn how when, when the people are saying, Saul has killed his hundreds, but, but uh, David has killed his thousands. How he'll still come back and he'll still say, my desire is to build a house for the Lord. His desire how to, to begin to fulfill many other things. I want you to understand this because warriors are not just warriors only. They have to learn how to adapt in different circumstances. So take these, the, the, these characteristics, they will be a blessing to you. Also learn how to Another characteristic of, of, of faith warriors is having hope. Learning how to be hope, have, have hope. Um, Romans chapter 4 verse 18 talks about how faith and hope were the central mindset of Abraham. And where there was no natural reason for, for Abraham to expect a child, the Bible says, but he hoped against hope. That means because of his personal relationship with God, he was able to line up his beliefs and actions to what he knew God could do. So another characteristic is hope. Another characteristic is being single-minded. When we look at the life of Caleb, throughout his life he was single-minded and was full of faith for God's promises to be fulfilled. He knew that God had promised them an inheritance and after 40 years of wandering in the desert, he was focused in getting that which was his. Now no one could shake his faith. Amen. He was single-minded. And then the last one I want to share with you is that warriors, the characteristic is that we speak words of faith. Like, blind, like Jesus said to blind Bartimaeus, what do you, do you want me to do for you? Because faith is always tied to our words, Jesus needed the man to express what he needed. Bartimaeus says that I'm here to see my sight. He didn't say if it is possible. He didn't say if you want to. He says that I'm here to see my sight. And I want you to understand that these characteristics be in you. But understand, one of the key elements of being a warrior is that you have to train continuously. One of the, thing, the key elements of a soldier being on the top of their game is that they continuously are trained, continuously are skilled. Your body has to be equipped. That means a soldier trains continuously like an athlete will train continuously so that their body can acclimatize to what they are going to be exposed to. You don't want to go into shock when you get into battle. You want to be prepared for the battle that you're going to engage in. And so I pray today that you will develop these key characteristics. These are only a few of them. These are a few that I believe are important to us, but there are many others characteristics of a warrior. Some you are experiencing in your own life, some that you are identifying in your own life. But I'm saying to you, I'm sharing with you these to say to you there are some characteristics, some character traits that will prepare you for warfare, prepare you to be an overcomer. Let us bow our heads together. Father, 
We come to you in the name that is above every other name. I pray tonight for every son and daughter of yours that you said we should war a good warfare with the words that have been spoken over our lives. I pray today that we will develop these characteristics of love and mercy, compassion, obedience, perseverance, Lord, where we will develop these characteristics of, of the singleness of mind, the singleness of heart, that we would, we would have hope in you. Lord, not traditional characteristics, but innate characteristics that helps us to transition between the different phases of our lives. And I pray today, may the warrior in your sons and daughters arise. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, for you have given us the victory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Well, we, I pray that you were blessed with the word. Uh, well, we, we're looking forward this Sunday to have our first uh, meeting back at, at 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock uh, on Sunday. Uh, we will be at church. Uh, for those that are joining us, please, uh, at 7 and 9. But also for those that are joining us on, uh, online, we will still be uh, uh, communicating at 9, at 9 o'clock. And you can join us online for that service. Well, have a blessed week. And may God show up in your life and you have a God encounter throughout the week. God bless.